New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, Andrew Cloud with you here, back for another podcast. If you're listening to this the day that it comes out, it is the day after Easter, and hopefully you are with us yesterday as we had many services. You hopefully attended one, even served at one. And I'm, I'm glad that if that was you, you're here back listening to the podcast again. Maybe you listen to these every day, but perhaps you, you were at church yesterday for the first time in a long time and you thought, you know what, maybe I will check that podcast out. And so what we are doing is this podcast is a companion to the sermon series that's led up to Easter. And now we have celebrated Easter and we're focusing on the resurrection. And so the, the sermon series is titled Never Lost, and it's all been leading up to that ultimate victory that God has never lost and He never will, and that all pointed to Easter. It started in Genesis 3.15 when we got that promise. We looked at some of those other stories that led up to that. And now today, as we remember the energy from Easter, and yesterday we saw that in the service, uh, we, we need to focus and re- remember not to lose that that energy and just to think about what are, what is the resurrection? We need to focus on the resurrection, and that's what we're going to do starting today all week. We're going to look at all the different gospel uh, accounts of the resurrection, and that's where we're at today. And so uh, we're not losing sight of the resurrection. We're going to push into that and keep going on that energy, and we think about, man, what, what are the implications for the resurrection? And so today we're looking at a post-resurrection appearance. This is in Matthew's account of the the resurrection. So we're in Matthew chapter 28. I'm in uh, verses 1 through 10, and this is the ESV Bible. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who is crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, and they ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings! And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. And so coming out of those just short 10 verses and the rest of Matthew 28 speaks more about the resurrection. But as we focus, we're continuing to focus on the resurrection in these podcasts this week. What are some implications that we see here in Matthew's account? And so I wrote three things down that we're trying to focus on the resurrection. And what does that, you know, what is an implication? How does that apply to us? And here's three. And I know you're like, well, three points, that's just 10 verses. Oh, you can get the points. Like <laughs> you, you can you can find the points. But you know, we're gonna go through these real quickly. And again, these this podcast is an encouragement for you to dig into the word and read for yourself. And so I wrote three implications of the resurrection as we see here in Matthew 28. Number one, we take Jesus' word for it less than we think we do. In other words, taking Jesus at his word is hard, and it's harder than we think. We see this in verse 5. Uh, but the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who is crucified. So the women, they're going to the tomb thinking they're going to see Jesus dead. That's what they're expecting. 
You're looking for the crucified Jesus. Verse 6. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. And so we do not take Jesus' word for it as easily as we think we do. It's hard. And and we see that here in, in the, the ladies and the disciples. It's just a reminder that, you know, Jesus did what he said he was going to do. He said he was going to do this. It's like the prediction that Jesus made, you know, none of them actually took it seriously. And, I, and that can be discouraging as well as encouraging because, wow, if these disciples who were really close to Jesus, really, really close to his earthly ministry, if they missed it, everything that Jesus said, how often do we fail to take Jesus's word for it? Whatever that is, whatever he says in his word, his, his scripture and all that. And so, you know, it's not like they're facing this situation in which Jesus, you know, he, he went, underwent this unexpected fate and then experienced this unanticipated deliverance. It's like, no, he said he would. And, and not only did he say he would, this is predicted in the Old Testament. And he said it over and over in his earthly ministry. He prophesied both his death and resurrection. And so they, they just didn't, they had the Old Testament. They were all really familiar with it. They just didn't, didn't click. They didn't take Jesus's word for it. Um, and so, so the so what? All right, there's your first implications. But so what? And so, all right, how does this apply to my life? Well, thanks. That's really encouraging. Well, here's the thing. The angel... I love this because the angel is like, hey, don't be afraid. You know, you're seeking Jesus. He's risen. As he said, come see the place where he lay. And so we need people in our life to to do the, hey, come and see. And then the angel's like, hey, as he said, you look, Jesus is raised, as he said. Who in your life can help remind you? That, that's a good question to take away because we need regular Bible intake more than just Sunday morning. And we need to be reminded over and over again. That can be, who are my refrigerator friends? That's a question we ask at New Vision constantly. Who is in your small group? Or, you know, this podcast helps. Are you reading the Bible for yourself? Are people in your life, you know, reminding you, as he said, hey, as he said, you know, come and see. And so that is a good reminder for us. The second point, uh, implication of the the resurrection here in Matthew 28, I wrote down, um, you've probably heard this kind of stuff before when it comes to this account of the resurrection. But number two, Jesus is countercultural. And okay, so that that's pretty cool. Well, here, you, you probably heard this before, but here in you know verse one, it's like, hey, it's Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, and they're the first people at the tomb. And it's like, wow, you know what? Doing your history and you know your research on that, it's like, that's that's a pretty big deal for that day and age because women in that culture, that first century, it's like, they had no ability to testify in court. No one would have believed them. If you wanted to fabricate a story about the resurrection, if this wasn't true, you would not have appeared to women first and taken their word for it in that culture. And so it's like, this is countercultural. It's not only proof that Jesus is real and he really resurrected because you wouldn't have made this up, but it's countercultural because the way Jesus cared for women in his life and, and, of course, in his ministry at the time, he's, you know, spending time with women and treating them much better than the culture did. And so that point ultimately is like, yeah, Jesus is countercultural. And you hear that a lot nowadays. It's like, well, the Bible is so antiquated and it's, it's just, it's, it's not applicable to today's day and age. And it's like, well, Jesus was countercultural back then. And so, you know, we can take his word for it and, and be confident in that because the Bible has a lot of other things to say about gender, right? And so there's the, there's the application right there. What What isn't popular today 
that the Bible also speaks to that's countercultural. And so if Jesus is, you know, being countercultural, then I can be confident in all, we can all be confident in what the Bible, all of what the Bible teaches, even if it isn't popular today. So number two, Jesus is countercultural. Jesus did what he said he did, and his word is provides confidence for us, even when it's not popular. Number three, here's another implication of this account in Matthew 28. Jesus' commands are joy. So he did what he said he did. We can have confidence in what he says and all of his word. And then number three, his commands are joy. Um, and this this is Matthew 28. We know at the end of this chapter, it eventually leads to the Great Commission. You know, go therefore unto the nations, you know, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey all I've commanded you, and I'm, I'm with you to the end of the age. And so, you know, that's the ultimate culmination of chapter 28, and the resurrection is the Great Commission. But we see that even here in verse 7 and verse 8. We've, we've got this command. So he appears to the women, and the angel's like, go quickly and tell the disciples that he has risen from the Go and you tell. Like, that's a command, right? But that's not the full picture, you know, because a lot of people, maybe you grew up in a church, you know, it's just a bunch of commands and uh, like the commands. The commands are not burdensome. And, and we see that in the next verse, verse 8, it says, so the, the women, they departed quickly from the tomb with fear, so there's worship, and great joy, and ran to tell his disciples. They departed quickly from the tomb and with great joy ran to tell the disciples. And so that's a reminder. An implication of the resurrection is that we, yes, we're commanded to tell. We're supposed to to share that Jesus has been raised. It really happened. But we get to share and tell that Jesus has been raised. And so as we're coming out of Easter, we've been focusing on the resurrection. We see, hey, it's harder to take Jesus at his word, but we can take confidence in that. We need to be reminded, as he said, you know, it speaks into the culture. It's timeless and it's timely, his word, all of his word. And then everything he commands is a joy. And so we see that here in this account of the resurrection. I hope as you continue to listen to these podcasts and focus on the energy of the post-resurrection and the Easter scene, uh, that you are encouraged and continue to dig into the word for yourself. Y'all have a blessed and great day, and we will hear you will hear us, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.